Welcome to Full and Share Theology. We're your hosts, Justin Mercier and Bruce Pagano, and this is Theology for Everyone. Welcome to Full and Share Theology. I'm Justin Mercier here with Bruce Pagano. Hey, what's up? And uh, Bruce, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Um, I'm excited for... I haven't recorded any kind of sort of us recording the promo yeah. i haven't recorded any kind of podcast for gosh uh like nine or ten months now so oh wow yeah um actually it was back in september i recorded for my last podcast that ended um <laughs> and so that's the last time that i've been on a mic <laughs> yeah. so i'm excited on the airwaves yeah how well, about you how are you doing do good you know we uh we went out and got a bunch of sun today, and oh, I we think did too. I'm definitely feel like yeah. I'm gonna get. You're better. probably a little bit more fair skinned than me. A little yeah. red hair, fair yeah, skin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but less no, less Italy, more yeah. Nor- Norway, more like Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Irish, okay, but yeah, no good. You know, it's um, gosh, we're already almost halfway through this year already. Like, I mean, we're talking like we're June, June is here, so yeah. that's which actually, when people are listening to this, it's June fourth. Yeah, so. which is that's amazing. Yeah, you know, how quickly this is. So twenty twenty is just a roller coaster right now. <laughs> yeah. So um, so as we go along, just for the people out there, I, I assume that we'll develop more banter and um, but but I'm excited. And, and if if you guys don't know, if if you guys don't know, like Justin and I have known each other for a little bit. Yeah. Um, primarily through men's group and church stuff and. Um, but this, I'm, I'm excited to develop our relationship and our chemistry and, um, see where folding chair theology goes. <laughs> yeah. So what, what are we talking about in our, in our first episode ever? Yeah. So our debut episode, we're going to be introducing not only ourselves, um, so not only, uh, as we're going to know each other, everyone else can get to know us as well, right. but also this, um, awesome book, three commands, which was written by ours truly here, Bruce Bigano. The second, yeah, the second. Um, and so, and uh, I'm gonna try not to say I'm so excited so many times. <laughs> I was, I watched back that or I listened to the you know the trailer, and I was like, I said I'm so excited like a thousand times. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna try not to say. But you are excited. I've already said it like five yeah, times already. Sure. So I am excited. This is um, I the beginning of this book was so cool. So I'm, I'm really glad that we're going through it. But before we get to that, um. We definitely want to kick it off with introducing ourselves. So right. why don't you start, Bruce? Okay. Um, so uh, we didn't we didn't plan what we we're gonna say. So just a little bit about me. Yeah. Um, I am married. Um, I have four kids. I have two that are grown and out of the house. Um, twenty three and twenty one, living in Seattle area, Washington, and um, not Phoenix. He's a little bit a uh, little bit north of Phoenix, but he's in the Prescott Valley area of arizona um which just important note to prescott valley um arizona is that they have an in and out there so oh. that's um crucial maybe we should move there um <laughs> not moving there <laughs> yeah but i will visit my son lives there um yeah. for in and out but also my son. well of course yeah yeah of course yeah family first then burgers yeah yeah uh, <laughs> anyway. how good the burger is <laughs> i have uh two other kids that live at home uh for I mean, a five-year-old daughter and yeah. eleven-year-old son. So I got three boys, little girl, um, and yeah. So I've been a Christian for a long time, um, thirty years now, thirty-one years since I was twelve is when I got saved, yeah. and um, grew up in a Catholic family up to that point. So uh, a lot of guilt and <laughs> um, a lot of um, family members that drank a lot, a ton, yeah, actually, um, but not. Like alcoholism, just oh. always alcohol. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if there's maybe there's a difference. Yeah, you know, you got to pair it with food. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was always, <laughs> yeah, there was always some anisette or um, some wine or anyway. Um, so Christian for a long time. Joined the military when I was eighteen. Wow. Um, got married like a year inside of the military. Um, was a cop. I was a cop in the military, so I did um, right. law enforcement. And industrial security, I did ground combat stuff, uh, deployed a few times to uh, Saudi Arabia and Kyrgyzstan. And wow. um, and then kind of like right about 15 years in, my my first marriage ended. 
mm-hmm. um, kind of just a bunch of garbage. And at that point, I'd been a Christian for about 20 years and didn't really understand what following Jesus meant. Like it was surely more of a, um, a behavior thing. And I get into that in the book. Yeah. Um, but, um, but it was when my marriage ended that I kind of was done at my wits end and found Jesus. Like, yeah. like actually found, um, what it meant to be with him and to follow him and to, um, to be the Christian that I'd always heard about and read about yeah. from time to time, but that, that I hadn't really ever seen at that point. Um, so really focused a couple of years um, on just trying to learn God. Um, had some great mentors and some great friends. Found a fantastic community of young people um, that I got that that let me lead them. Yeah. Um, uh, on on a lot of different levels, but probably on more levels, taught me more yeah. about following Jesus than uh, than I taught them. Um, I uh, met my wife. Um, during that time. And so we got married in 2011. So we're at nine years wow. of marriage. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> and um, just had our anniversary actually during the COVID thing. Oh. So we did a staycation, did the same thing that we'd done every single night up to that point and watched Netflix. And, <laughs> right. Um, Whatever was left. I think we might've had an extra glass of wine or something. I don't <laughs> know. Um, yeah. And then um, we, uh, so in that time, like I was in the military and I was getting ready to retire and, um, I went to seminary, got my master's in Christian ministry and mm-hmm. had it in my head that I was going to be a pastor of a church and um, God kind of changed my views on some of those things and um, retired from the military and by then had already started writing three commands and already saw um, the need for community versus just gathering on Sunday morning by itself and, and saw that there needed to be this kind of blended marriage between those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, joined some friends and in, got invited to the DC area um, and joined some friends over there right after I got out of the military. And we were kind of focused on planning some neighborhood based home churches. Okay. Um, and, and for a lot of different reasons, we didn't end up staying. We were there for almost a year and a half. Um, still like it didn't end badly. We just, kind of had different visions for how that was going to go and kind of decided where do we go? We owned a house in Cheyenne at the time. And, um, I don't think anybody lives in Cheyenne, Wyoming on purpose. (laughs) Sure. I just lost our Wyoming demographic. Um, I'm just joking. I know a lot of people that live in Cheyenne. We're BSU fans anyway, right? So they're going to, um, Oh, Cowboys. (laughs) Um, no, I know a lot of people that live in Cheyenne on purpose and I, I love them pray for them often um cat <laughs> jeff aaron all you guys definitely during the winter <laughs> <laughs> definitely during the winter yeah um but um and we just didn't want to it didn't feel like home sure. um and out of nowhere we both were kind of like boise because sarah mm. grew up my wife sarah grew up in this area kind of oh. sun valley idaho and, oh wow yeah and um and Beautiful uh, area. my son malachi's dad lived here in boise and and it just made sense. Both of my kids were in Seattle at the time and my parents live in Coeur d'Alene. So like oh. it, it made sense. Yeah. Um, so we came here and it was on the way here that I had, I had been doing up to that point, like some pastoral counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, but often I'd be like, I don't, I don't have the tools to help you. And it was on my way here that God really corrected some of my views on pastorship and pastoring churches. Um, I, and I explained in the but I, I'd gotten to a point where I was a little cynical, um, a lot cynical and, um, not in a helpful way. Yeah. And, um, and God kind of corrected some of that view and it was on my way here that I realized like, man, I, I think, um, I want to be a counselor. I think I want to get the tools yeah. to actually help people all the way into, um, a healthy identity, yeah. um, so that they can contribute to the body of Christ in healthy ways. Um, so I, I think it's always Jesus, but sometimes it's Jesus in therapy, sure. like, yeah. you know, um, and sometimes it's Jesus in therapy and medicine. Yeah. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but at, at the end of all that, we get here, I finished my degree in counseling. Um, so right now I am a licensed professional counselor. I 
finally this year published a book that I've been working on for seven years. Yeah. Um, I just last month opened uh, my private practice in downtown Nampa, which I'm super excited about. Um, I'm a dean of students at a public middle school, which yeah. if you ever want to have your faith tested, <laughs> go work in a public middle school. Yeah. Uh, those kids will question and make you question everything you believe <laughs> about anything. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's me. My wife's an amazing photographer and artist and yeah. uh, going to midwifery school. And yes, that's the right way to say that word midwifery. midwifery. Yeah. Um, and she just finished her first year and yeah. So that's me. That's all. in the intro of your book. I even expands more of even what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I appreciate the condensed, but yeah, the, you just some of the, the detail that goes into this intro and this invitation uh, really amazing, worth the read. But cool. thank you, thank you for um, that. So I'll just uh, do a little introduction yeah, for myself. You. Um, so I'll tell you, not as many accolades, but you know, um, I'm from a small town in Oregon called Forest Grove, Oregon. Most people have no idea where that is. Nope. So I usually just tell them, "Yeah, we're outside of Tillamook," and they're like, "Oh yeah, Cheese Factory." Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, we're um, good Cheese Factory too. Oh man, we toured that so many times. The cheese is great. You get to watch the cows, and the whole process is amazing. Um, they just remodeled it though, which is um, I want to go back someday. Cool. But um, was there, and uh, and we uh, then moved to more of the the Portland area, the bigger, greater Portland area. And 2007, my dad uh, moved us out to Boise just because uh, he was actually the doing some uh, doing like the enrollments for a, a college that oh, was out here. Cool. And they said, "Hey, what do you think about moving to Boise?" And most of us were like, "Where's Boise? I don't know where it even is. Like, where is that? You know, like where's Idaho? I mean, we're in Oregon. We don't even know Idaho. <laughs> so you know." And uh, with his video camera out the front of his car window was filming the trees going, you know, by, yeah. and that's how we figured out what Boise looked like, which was obviously, once we got here, it was a lot more beautiful than just trees going by the camera, you know, there. So, um, but uh, it was, uh, we moved, um, I graduated in 2008, so we moved in 2007. So we're, I mean, I did most oh. of my high school yeah. just in Oregon. So and your dad then, did to you what I did to my son and moved uh, his senior yeah. year. Yes. Oh, that's yep, I yep. felt bad about it, but <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. I think we actually moved. It was we moved and had to stay in a hotel while our house was being like done, and I think we moved on like Thanksgiving Day or something like that. And it was like ten o'clock at night, and we were like, "Is it Thanksgiving?" Like in like I mean, it was just right. crazy. But we've been here ever since, and uh, just amazing. Um, I went to, uh, started off at the College of Southern Idaho in Twin Falls. Oh, cool. I was a cheerleader there, which most people don't know. That's crazy. That's right. Yep. I was a cheerleader there. Throwing. Throwing. Yeah, I was yeah. throwing. Oh, they weren't throwing me. That's for sure. No, I'll tell yeah. you that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was uh, a cheerleader there, uh, studying hospitality management. Oh, cool. And then I decided to go to Boise State University. And I basically, I went for a few years and then I started working and I never actually went back to finish my degree. Huh. So I'm still unfinished, almost there though, but um, hopefully able to go back someday. But I uh, just then started working in sales and was making pretty good money in sales. So I was like, you know, I was young and I was like, hey, I don't need school. I can just make money doing sales, <laughs> you know, so, yep. um, but that just kind of built up my career and that sort of thing. Um, as far as uh, my Christian walk though. Um, always grew up in the church. I actually did like Royal Rangers through uh, church. I did, um, I, mean, I was in the uh, worship team, all that kind of stuff. And so I'd say I probably gave my life probably around the same age, about 12, 13 years old. Um, I think it was at like a Royal Rangers camp, actually. Yeah. I think we were on the top of the mountain. Uh, my buddy Luke was uh, up there with me and, and my buddy Johnny. And we're all from Forest Grove, Oregon. Right. And we just were looking up the stars. And I mean, I was, I mean, it was just like, it all was just amazing. I was like, whoa, this the God who made all these stars also. I guess if you're going to get saved oh, yeah. on a mountain, it's probably. I mean, it was like right. so good. Yeah. You know, in the mountain, like by the bonfire with the stars. I mean, it was so good. So that's how, I, and I just basically through uh, that time, just kept maturing a little bit more and more. Obviously, maybe slid a little bit during college years, but then I was able, I came right back out of college and was like, you know what? This God thing is real. So started diving into the word. That's what I'm still doing now. I mean, even a couple of years later, but just diving into the word and getting to know the Lord. And it's just been amazing. So 
But now I'm just, I'm, I work in insurance. Right, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm in insurance and it's been great. Um, I've, I've been having a blast doing that. I've got a wife. Uh, we've got a little three-year-old girl as well. So, man, girls are awesome. Yeah. I love having a girl. I like being I a girl, Dad. It's so good. I, I'm just like, I don't care. Go. Here's the thing you may not know. So my little girl and me, we share a birthday. Oh, really? That's right. That's cool. She was born on my birthday. So since 2017, I haven't had any birthdays since then. But, you know, <laughs> but they've all it's been. It's a fair trade. It's been pink. Yeah. It's been everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been. We went to Chuck E. Cheese last year. We did a pink party this I, year. I mean, technically, oh, once yeah. you have kids, you lose your birthday anyway. Like, there's like, you, you, yeah. you get some degree of it. But yeah. my wife makes sure she gets her birthday. <laughs> How's that work? I don't, I don't know. know. That's not fair. Yeah. Uh, but you play drums? You're a drummer? That's right. Yep. yep. I, I play drums. I'm, I've been playing drums for... I've never had a lesson. That's the other thing. Really? Never had a lesson in drums. Oh, you would not know that. <laughs> I just basically just watched people do it, watched YouTube videos, and just kind of picked up along the way. So that's how... That's awesome. I've played guitar. I've played piano. I've played hammer dulcimer. I've played... Wh I what's mean, a hammer dulcimer? Hammer dulcimer. It's amazing. It's this like multi-stringed instrument you use these tiny little hammers with felt on the tip of it and you oh, oh it's amazing that's, that's fantastic so much fun <laughs> i own a cello that i've never played and Ooh. that i want to learn to play but yeah we'll see you know what that would be that would be fun i'd like to see that's that. my son learns music the same way like instruments oh. the same way that you do yeah. like he just picks it up and he's like yeah he's very mathematical oh okay, and yeah. so he's like oh this is easy like he <laughs> What wait you play bass guitar and he's like yeah yeah right yeah yeah when <laughs> like, yeah yesterday like, <laughs> okay yeah you know that yeah it was one of those things where man I just I I love the way that you can just make things sound different make things really cool but the drums are by the far the most fun because I get to make the most noise so yeah. yes yeah and yeah. You, I I wouldn't have guessed no <laughs> lessons yeah so. thank you <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah so that's just a. Uh, a little bit about uh, me, but um, well, moving on. We're, I mean, in our teaser episode, we talked a little bit about the reason for the podcast, but I want to talk a little bit more about the background and the history leading up to this broad podcast. So, Bruce, would you give us a little bit of a kind of a leading up history lesson of it? Yeah. Um, so, the the podcast, this podcast, Folding Shirt Theology, um, and we talked about in um, in in the promo teaser video that Fulton Church Theology, the name in and of itself is, is this kind of double meaning, right, yeah. uh, poke fun at armchair theologians whom I've claimed, like I'm an armchair theologian. Yeah. Um, I've claimed that title in the past. I'm more of a recliner theologian um, myself, but which is probably the better theologian. Um, <laughs> Kick my feet up. Yeah. Uh, so I, Fulton Church Theology kind of kicks or kind of pokes at that a little bit. Like you want to be on the team as a, theo a theologian, but you're not really on the th the team because yeah. you don't have like the cred. Um, <laughs> and and you probably couldn't last in a conversation with legitimate theologians. Mm, right. Um, which I've listened to and I'm just like, these guys are way smarter than me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've been in those conversations where I'm like, I'm going to sit here and pretend I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's like trying to talk philosophy and yeah. just knowing the name Aristotle. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're, you're like, like yeah. 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 Alive stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think there's um, a veggie tale on that one. I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. Watch <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it pokes fun at that a little bit. Um, but, but more than that, um, it, it points to the fact that most of what I know when it comes to practical application mm. of theology and practical um, – integration into your life um, and understanding what um, what the word of God does to equip you in, in moving forward in your everyday life and like practicing the new command to love each other mm -hmm. and like what it means to show forgiveness and be grace filled and um, and offer mercy yeah. came from sitting in small groups, often on a folding chair in someone's <laughs> living room in a home church or, a, you know, a lot of people call them a lot of different things, life groups, cell mm -hmm. groups. At one point, we called them cell groups, and then 9-11 happened, and we were like, nobody's a cell group. Oh, Those, yeah. No, yeah. The, we are not terrorists. Yeah. Um, so we got rid of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we, at Awaken Church, where we go, we call them family groups. Yep. Um, so uh, most of what I know when it comes to the the tangible, 
practical expressions of theology come from came from sitting on a folding chair yeah. and with people that I I was doing life with like it's one thing to see someone on Sunday morning and yeah. and be like hey I love you you're awesome yeah because we're Christian and we say I love you to everyone yeah right right um, but it's another thing to like sit with someone that you see on a fairly continuous basis throughout your week um, and know that like oh man they said something that that was kind of hurtful and I have to tell them or I just mm. have to keep pretending that it didn't happen yeah in which case that's really unhealthy and it's going to come to a head yeah um, and that's a whole different thing like it's a whole different thing to play out forgiveness of someone that's really hurt you in a group of people that know you and yeah. are like you haven't forgiven them and they can poke that thing yeah um and so that's that's folding your theology but but leading up to this yeah. um you know i went to seminary and 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 i had some some cynicism attached to the the pastor the pastorship yeah um like vocational pastorship i just was like man it's just a job and like that's like mm -hmm. i know pastors that do it well but most of them like yeah. i just had a really bad taste in my mouth and then like i said on the drive out here to wyoming wyoming we're not in wyoming <laughs> we're in idaho yeah right um on the drive out here from dc it's a long drive it's yeah. like 30 hours verifiable yeah. um and i listened to um eugene peterson who mm. wrote the message yeah bible yeah um i i listened to his memoir called the pastor and it was kind of through that that god was just like this is not like this is a call like this is a gift to the church yeah um and i was really kind of i had cast off this idea of oh, i'll never lead a church i'm never i'm not gonna be a mega church pastor um and had kind of grounded myself in the thought that I'll just get my MDiv and I'll go be a, a theology professor somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll get a, a, a doctorate in of theology and, yeah. and, um, and I just felt like God through that was like, Oh, you don't want to be a mega church pastor. You just want a mega church inside of a university where your congregation <laughs> changes every semester. And I was just like, yeah, ah, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, like, my heart kind of started – it was in seminary and after graduating from seminary that my heart kind of started changing towards that. And then immediately after getting out here, like, right before we got out here, we started – I started my first podcast with my best friend of, uh, you know, thir 14 years now and, and this other guy um, yeah. called The Odd Show. And it was G-O-D-D -D, and the G is silent. Yeah. Um, so we just said The Odd Show. And the, the stick on that was that sometimes God feels silent, like the G in our name mm. represents that silence that we feel like God is being silent sometimes. And it was just us trying to figure out like how to live life um, as Christians in the world, in a pluralistic world yeah. um, and stay faithful to what Jesus calls us to. Um, originally, when we talked about starting that podcast, like several years before that, it was just to make fun of christian media because christian media is typically horrible um and and we matured and you know like wiser heads prevailed and decided like probably not okay for christians to make fun of christians yeah, yeah. um yeah. and so uh it, it kind of morphed um but we did that for 100 episodes like we like yeah. um a lot of episodes. primarily because people were like most podcasts don't last past seven episodes and mm. we're stubborn and we were like, I don't care that nobody's listening. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to put out a hundred episodes. Yeah. Um, and the only reason it ended really was because uh, my friend Thomas and his family are moving to the Philippines um, to do missionary work long-term. Like they're building a house out there and they're going to do sustainable farming and they're going to re um, capture the culture. Um, well, the, the land, like regenerate the land for Christ and like feed people and, um, have a respite for um, missionaries and pastors and, and and introduce people to the kingdom. And, um, That's awesome. And so, like, Idaho and the Philippines, the significantly different time zone um, because he yeah. was living in Utah and we were at least in the same time zone right, before. Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of was toying around with folding th chair theology and wasn't sure kind of where it wanted to, where I wanted to take it or what I wanted to do if I wanted to co-host, if I just wanted to answer questions or, um, and then I think off the, just offhandedly yeah. during a men's group when you were like, Bruce, we should do a podcast. <laughs> and, um, yeah. 
and I think I texted you and was like, I, I'll talk, like, I, I'll have this conversation with you. Like, I've already been thinking this. And, yeah. And it just kind of snowballed. Like, that was just like a month ago. Like, I don't yeah. even think it was. Yeah. I was like, ago. I'm ready to go. Let's yeah. do this. And so that's it. Like, that's like, yeah. this is our platform to, to introduce theology to people in a way that's simple and accessible and, um, and lets them know that theology is not this high end thing. Um, but it's, it's for the people and it's, it's for everyone. And, um, that there is a practical outworking of theology when it comes to God's word. So. No, absolutely. Well, and, and that's the thing is that we, we want full and share theology to be a conversation about God and unlocking his richness of, of his word, you know, for everyone. And we also want to highlight truths in the Bible that are very easy and practical that people can access, you know, uh, you know, easily. Right. Um, and this podcast is really not a, a showboat of how much knowledge we have, our schooling or accolades that we've achieved. Really, it's just, you know, two guys from Idaho who love God and are seeking to understand his word and the purpose of inviting people into uh, fellowship, not only with him, but the body of Christ and really through Jesus, um, uh, the way that we do life together. Um, and so I, I definitely am looking forward to, um, you know, starting this podcast and, you know, thank you for agreeing to me (laughs) because I was like, you know, part of my, my, if, if someone said, what's your dream job? Instantly, I'd be like, I have like three things. (laughs) <laughs> that's not really instantly but like instantly i would be like radio show host would be like one of them uh firefighter or like coast guard right, right. now i definitely i don't like running so i just i eliminated coast guard instantly <laughs> you should but, also not be a fighter fighter and I, I feel like they run a lot they run a lot and, and carry heavy things you know and that's the thing is like I, i'm like i'm all for like the hero stuff busting through doors yeah. that sort of thing it's the like other like, like if medical you could bust stuff. through the door yeah and then you were like go get them yeah right like yeah exactly and yeah. they'd be like oh thank you for busting this door down <laughs> but now now when i do it it's like a bad thing you yeah, know yeah. like you can't just walk up to someone's house and bust the door yeah, open it's like yeah. i'm saving you <laughs> right. yeah. yeah just in case you know but um uh but yeah so anyway i uh so this is one of my obviously my passions so i was really excited when i was like you know, we're talking about God in our small group and like, we're, we're digging into some like deep stuff in the Bible. I'm like, we should talk about this. Like, so everyone can hear this, right. you know? And so I was Which, really excited. For the record, frowned upon letting everybody hear what you're talking about in men's group. Right. Hey guys, you mind if I record this so that <laughs> no, everyone's cool with that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, whoops. I was recording that. Can we, <laughs> my, my bad. Sorry, man. <laughs> Somebody edit that out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, the way that we want to start this unification process um, is to dive into this book, three commands. Right. Um, so we're yeah. like, which is going to be, the summer, like we're going to go through yeah. each chapter. And, uh, by the time you hear this, it will be over. Um, but right now, like, <laughs> yeah. right. Like we're recording this on Memorial day. Memorial actually. day. Yeah. Um, and for three days it's free on as uh, right. Kindle. Um, but yeah. I will say yeah. that starting on the seventh, this Sunday, oh. okay. Yeah. Um, for the next two weeks, yeah. Um it'll be twenty percent off the oh. print price for wow. Father's Day. Oh, okay. So you should you should all get your dad a copy of Three Commands yes. at twenty percent off the cover price. Absolutely. Yeah, because I'll tell you, like I said, just reading into this very first invitation is um absolutely amazing. I love the story, I love your story behind it. And uh yeah, and if you yeah, like I said, if you don't have the book right now, obviously this is a great opportunity to go through it with us, but you can pick pick up the book right. uh on really anywhere. But really check out our, our website, foldingchairtheology.com, also three commandsbook.com, um, as well as like you said, Amazon, uh Walmart. Uh, I mean, there's what? this if you're gonna buy it online, go to Amazon. Don't buy it on Walmart. <laughs> Not that I'm against Walmart, but I I'd I'd like the algorithm bump. I tried to do it through the grocery, but they wouldn't do it. This <laughs> is like Winco's like, no. Apparently I was We don't it. carry that. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, but yeah, so for today, we'll start with the invitation of the book. So, right. And so the invitation yeah. is the introduction to the book. But I yes. just felt like yeah. 
um, that calling it an introduction was uh, disingenuous for what I wanted. Yeah. And what I wanted was to invite people in. Um, so the so the book starts with my invitation. Yeah. Um, and it's subtitled that chapter is subtitled um, "Looking for Jesus" and or "Looking for Love and Finding Jesus." That's right. Yep. And then the book ends with a chapter called the conclusion is called his invitation. Um, looking for Jesus and finding others. That's like a book ends. To yep. the, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I really appreciate the, my invitation because, you know, typically if there's a book and it says, you know, like preface or I want to dedicate this to you, you typically just skip it. I mean, I'm sure they're very important for the right. people who write it. And <laughs> I appreciate that you do, right. but you know, uh, a lot of times you just go, but when I saw like the invitation, well, what's the invitation? Well, I had to get, I, I read it and right. absolutely great. So, so yeah, tell me, um, you know, why, why did you write it? Why did you write three commands? So I kind of wrap up the invitation with, with the why of it. Like, so the whole first part of the, I think probably the invitation is one of the longer chapters in the book, um, which I didn't mean to happen. And it's actually, uh, I told you, but it's the last chapter that I wrote. Um, so I'd written everything else. I, I actually had written the entire book, um, wrote the conclusion, titled it conclusion, yeah. and then sent it out to my beta readers. Like, And beta readers are people that kind of, if you don't know, they, they read books before they go out to for consistency and coherency mm-hmm. of thought. And usually they're people that are familiar with the subject. So like if I was writing, mm. like it, nobody that read my book was like a um, expert on alligators. Like <laughs> there were people that- Do you know that, experts on alligators? <laughs> Alligator experts. Alligator, I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, but they were people that that um, that knew what like what I was trying to communicate, and yeah. that that had been a part of you know, and so pastors and and one of um, and I mentioned him in there, but our pastor Adam, yeah, um, I sent it to him, and and he read it, and our first conversation was like, man, like chapter one's great, it's amazing, it's fantastic, um, but I know your heart, and I know you want people to feel invited in and loved and i didn't feel loved and invited in Mm. um not that i don't think that you were trying to communicate love because the book's about love um but that i didn't feel invited into this thing in a loving way and that was like a more of a that was like a friend telling you yeah yeah absolutely like Like, as your pastor no it was like no as your friend he was saying like bruce i know your heart and i know you want people to feel loved and you need to have an, an uh, a chapter or the, an introduction in your book that invites them in and and helps them feel loved. Yeah, and how um, nice is that to have that real feedback? Yeah, too? absolutely. Um, and and I think I mentioned it last week, like just even the feel of the book and the, the colors on the book. You know, some of the best feedback I got was that from Adam, and then the seventeen year old girl was like, "Oh yeah, this isn't intimidating. I would pick this up because yeah. it's a it's approachable." And I was just like. Uh, that's awesome yeah Um, yeah so so the whole first part of the invitation is essentially my life like how i got from just being really jaded and Mm -hmm. cynical about christianity um to the point where when my marriage was ending i was just like i'm done like i'm done with you yeah um uh, not that i didn't believe in god and i think i say it in there like I didn't not believe in God. I believed in God. I just didn't believe that he cared yeah. or that he was a good guy. I mean, your very first two words of the whole thing is, I'm done. Right. And I love that. I right. love that. That's a great way. And that wasn't like, it's in the context of my marriage ending, but yeah. I was saying it to God. Like, right. Yeah. And um, and so kind of the, the last couple, par- few paragraphs of the, of the book or of the introduction, the invitation is this book is meant to be like my love letter. Like, um, not that I fancy myself, Paul, St. Paul, um, or Peter or any of the apostles. Um, but I think that when they wrote letters that became books of the new Testament, Mm. they were writing them to real people in real churches right? as acts of love. Like they were writing them to communicate this very specific thing about Jesus yeah. in a loving way. And in essence, it was a love letter to those people. Like he was writing to Timothy um, out of love and, and for love and, and directed by love. Mm-hmm. And this book is that 
for yeah. me. Like, like this is me writing a letter to the church, to the body, because they're my people. Yeah. Because I love them. Because I love the bride of Christ. Because I love Jesus. And because I want more than anything Christians to be engaged in healthy kingdom living. Mm-hmm. In healthy body work. Um, and that's part of the reason I'm a counselor. Like, I, mm-hmm. like I'm tired of pastors committing suicide. And I'm tired of Christians mm-hmm. being hurt by abuse in the church. And, I'm t- and, and, and so this book is, is me saying... Guys, there's this isn't the only way, but there's a better way. And 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 I went through a lot of those hurts and a lot of just um garbage. Yeah. And and it doesn't have to be that way. And so this is this is my love letter inviting people to this healthier, more whole version of Christian community yeah. of kingdom living. Um that everybody in the world benefits from right like even non-christians like those outside of god's kingdom still benefit from the grace that god pours out onto us because we're so loving that we can't do anything except love them in a way that invites them into that same love and that's it like that's the that's the thing so it's not not necessarily like this (laughs) whole notion of like we're gonna love bomb these people and then as soon as we bring him in we're gonna throw in legalistic on right. them it's like no nope. this is the real jesus's love and you can bring your yourself right here and you have to change it you can you can just bring who you are and we'll love you right there right yeah yep. which is so powerful um and and i what i really appreciated um just talking you know talking about that is um I want to the one of the first things is uh, so this is on on page twelve of yours, and uh, I have it under underlined Jesus Chili. It's this story, <laughs> which uh, to be honest, for me, it actually I was starting to tear up listening to this story, um, and just to give a little context, and you can maybe give us even a little bit of your perspective is, you know, here you are. Um, believe it was with it was family night with your single dad single dad but you know family night with your with your boys and all of a sudden here comes a knock on the door and it's a lady who and and kind of setting it up just yeah like setting it up up um i was leading a college ministry at the time a young adult Mm -hmm. ministry um and there was no shortage of young adults in my house pretty routinely that's right um so like there there was kind of this open open invitation before me and my wife got married um, and even afterwards, but they had to knock after we got married because somebody might not be dressed or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. but we had kids, we weren't walking around naked. We weren't, we weren't newlyweds like Thank that. Thank you for clarifying you know that. <laughs> But you know, I mean, yeah. my, anyway, I, I um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. um, but like they could come in and like, there, there were times I'd come in and they're playing video games or eating spaghetti or, you know, like, and I'm like, Oh, Hey. And. Yeah. And they were just there. Like yeah. I, I didn't lock my door. Like they just could, they knew they could, come, they'd stay till two. And I'm like, I, I got to work tomorrow. I got to get up at four 30. So I'm going yeah. to bed and they'd stay and watch movies in the basement. Yeah. Um, so the thing that I had asked them though, was Thursday nights are family night. Oh, like I, I, I need to be able to give my boys some time. That's theirs. Yeah. Um, and so there's other leaders in this organization. This didn't fall on me. Like we, we, our leadership team, we called the round table and, um, and there were five of us and, and we actually had more leaders than just the five of us, but the, but it wasn't this like singular person based leadership. So my, my thing was just like, look, there's other people. If it's an emergency, go to, go to them. And then like, I'll, I'll be there for you. Um, so there's a knock on my door yeah. that Thursday night. And I was just like, already irritated i was like come on like, who is knocking on the door yeah you know better because i just knew it was a young adult like, yeah. I just, I just yeah. so anyway that's setting up the no and i and i love that and and it really just said uh, okay this was a very important night and then here comes this lady with a i mean a crock pot full of of chili and uh tell tell me about the I mean, you're opening that door and you're seeing, and they're just giving you this right. pot of chili. What does that do for you? Yeah. And so it was my, it was one of my, and I, you know, um, 
one of the leaders texted me after she read that and was like, who was it? And I don't even remember who it was. I think I remember, um, because that wasn't, that was just the first time and they did it every Thursday. Wow. Um, for about two months and then young adults are like, Oh, we're, (laughs) we're done with that. (laughs) Moving on. Um, but, but it like, it didn't matter that it was only two months. It it mattered that they did it and they did it themselves. Like they came up with it themselves and they were like, what's the best way that we can love Bruce. And it was, we want him to not have to worry about dinner on family night. We want him to be able to come home, eat with his boys and then do what he's going to do. That's it. And so I opened the door and there's this young lady standing there, um, you know, in her, 20 years old 25 years old with this crock pot of chili and i was just like hey what's up and she's just like oh we decided that we we're gonna make dinner for you on family nights from now on um so you don't have to worry about dinner yeah. and i was like oh seriously and they're like yep hand me the chili and <laughs> said i love you and left and it was the first time that i genuinely felt yeah loved by god like yeah. I knew God loved me. Right. I knew um, that he'd put people in my life to be there with me and to kind of sit with me through my pain and my joy and my agony and um, and share life with me. But legitimately, like, I was like, this is a tangible expression and it's freaking chilly. Like, it's, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. But man, like, it wrecked me. And it was the first time that I was just like, that's what. Like, that's what loving each other feels like. Like, that's yeah. what love, like Jesus loving, like Jesus physically loving me mm-hmm. feels like. Right. This young lady bringing me chili. And it wasn't the chili. It, like, yeah. it was so I could be with my sons because they yeah. knew what was important at that time. Um, and it was probably one of the first times um, that, like, it surely wasn't the first time that something like that was done for me, but it was the first time that I understood um, it's parallel to loving each other yeah. and um, Jesus being present among us when two or three are together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, and uh, that's so important because I'm mean, here. You are a, a leader who's, I mean, you're busting your hump over and over and over again for these young people. And through your blessing of them it's almost like it's almost like well i'm a leader so i i I don't expect to get blessed back because it's kind of like my i want to bless them right so then when they in turn then go you know we're gonna bless you it really goes you kind of you kind of turn into like wait me like you're gonna do this for me like when this whole time you were loving them and influencing them and so i think that's so cool especially when the pressure that leaders and pastors and that sort of thing when they have to deal with the hundred emails on monday morning from whatever they messed up on Sunday morning right. or yeah. whatever, you know, no. it's like, man, if one of those people just comes up and says, you know what, I'm here's some, we're going to take care of your family for the next, like you said, two months of whatever. That's just so impactful. I think that's a great illustration of like, and it's so simple. Like you said the chili is probably super cheap to make. Right. And the chili itself, it's like, it doesn't even need to be the best chili in the world. Just the notion that this is Jesus's love. That was the big deal. Like, and, and for me, it was the distinction between, because you said it, it was like you're, you're constantly putting yourself out and, and just working and working and working to just show your love. And and that was, I didn't realize it at the time, but that's one of the defining moments that separates love your neighbor mm. from love each other. Um. And and it caused, it helped me to realize loving your neighbor, the call to love your neighbor is, an, is, a, is a pouring out. Like it's always a pouring out without an expectation that they're going to appreciate it or even love you back. Mm. Loving each other yeah. is this me pouring out to give to these young adults right. um, because I love them and then them giving it back and reciprocating yeah. it. Like yeah. they're like, love, like it's not like, Hey, neighbors love each other. It's mm. love your neighbor. Yeah. And then it's love each other. Mm. That's my new command. Love each other. And that was the defining moment for like one of the def- primary defining moments was that like, Oh, this is us loving each other. Yeah. So that's absolutely amazing. Um, now, uh, one of the other things I, I thought really resonated with me, and th- and this I think kind of goes along, is there is a um, a section here on 
I'm gonna say, where is it here? <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. Page eight. So this is about halfway down the page. Um, we talk about the Sunday morning Christian handshake. How you doing? Fine. How you doing? Fine. How's your family? Fine. Everything's fine. Everything's good and fine. And uh, great. You know, good game. See you later. You know, and that is the typical response that we have on a Sunday morning. And right. what I really love. Busy. Like, hey, how you busy. doing? Busy, man. I'm busy. Busy. Like, oh, I'm busy. Oh, busy. Yeah, did you make it on there on Tuesday? No, oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and I think this is so important. I mean, this is so important um, that uh, you know that we do. I mean, really congregate together and do life together because. And there was a story you were sharing to me about this happening on a Sunday morning. Right. Um, yeah, tell us about it. You want me to share that? Yeah, story? Yeah, I really like that story. Um, yeah. So this this specifically, kind of what you're talking about, is just that. Um, and you're reading a book called The Cure. The Cure. Yes. And they talk about the masks that we wear, right? That's right. Yeah. And really the premise is that the masks are like, you know. Is that John Lynch? John Lynch. John yeah, Lynch. John Lynch. Um, not, not the football player, but nope. the author, which the author, I love John, John Lynch, Lynch, the football player. But, um, <laughs> uh, but the, the premise is that we've got the room of good intentions is where we put our mask on. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm good. Do you sin? No, I don't sin. Do you sin? No, I don't sin. You know, and like everything's good. And, and that, the room of good intentions is focused on pleasing God. Pleasing God. Yeah. I, if I right. sin less, he's going to love me more. If I, you know, covered up, blah, blah, blah. But then there's this transition to the room of grace where it's like, I can take my mask off and go, you know what? I'm not doing good. Right. And what I love, I would love in that book, but I do love in this book, it's kind of like you, then you become into like the trusting God side of things. Right. And this is where we have this amazing call as Christians to go, Hey, you're in this room of grace and you can say, I've got I'm some, you know, bad is happening in my life and I want to tell you about it. And instead of you being like, Oh no, 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 put your, put your mask back on. Like right. we don't do that here, you know? Right. You're like no, let's let's talk about it. Tell me about it. Yeah. Um. And and f I quote John Lynch in later chapters. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. Be so I think I think it was before he wrote the cure, he was yeah. preaching that yeah. message, and yeah. he would just call it the two roads. The two roads. Yeah. Um. And you yeah. can go on Facebook. I mean, on YouTube and and yeah, Google two roads. I think is yeah. I mean, it's true face is yeah. his. He's. I, I got the book, but True Face is the first book that he wrote, I think, yeah. and he co-wrote it with a couple people. But yeah, YouTube, YouTube. Has um, but if you go to YouTube video. and just Google yeah. or just search Two Roads, John Lynch, it's an amazing video. It it's is an amazing really well video. done. Yes. Um, and and he's such a genuine guy, um, yeah. super smart guy. But he's been preaching that message for a long time, and yeah. so like I don't know when he wrote the book, but The Cure, um, and and so this. I'm kind of getting at that a little bit. I haven't read The Cure. Um, it's on my, my to-read list. But I'm kind of getting on that a little bit where it's like, hey, Sunday mornings we like paint on these smiles and we put our masks on. And we like Maybe you're just in a fight with your family in the car, right? <laughs> yeah. The pastors joke yeah. about it. Like they joke like – and, yeah. and and I get why they joke about it, but they joke about it. They're just like, look, you were just fighting with your wife in the car and you come here and you're like, oh, you know, God is awesome and great. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, um, and, and we walk up and we paint on these smiles and we do the, like, I'm good. I'm good. Yep. Busy. Oh man. Like things are good. Busy, busy. Yeah. Um, and while I was right before I started writing this invitation, um, I was walking into church. I think it was last year sometime. And just one of my friends was walking up and I was like, Hey buddy, how you doing, man? Um, and he was just like, you know what? Life's. And he said a bad word. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> he said outside the building. Though. Yeah, no, he said it, he said outside the building. So <laughs> it's totally joking. cool. No, no, it. it's totally cool. It's cool. Like, it, yeah. Um, yeah. But he was just like, life is crap right now. It's garbage right now. Yeah. And and I could have said, and that really sucks. I'll pray for you and walked on. Yeah, right. Because I had to get to church. Right. Like I like I had to yeah. get into 11 church. Eleven o'clock. Like got kids service in. starts, man. Coffee's getting cold. Um, yeah. But instead. Mm -hmm. Because I fancy myself a new, a new uh, command practitioner. Yeah. Um. I. 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 I hope that I look for the opportunity enough to actually love other Christians. Yeah. Um. That it that it has started to become this second nature thing. Instead of doing that, I stopped and was just like, "Dude, tell me, like, 
And he was like, uh, I was like, tell me. Yeah. And, and he did and it sucked and it yeah. was, it was hard. Yeah. And, and what we got to do was, um, like actually pray together at church. That's mm. crazy. You know, <laughs> right. um, but we actually got to pray together. Um, and then we set up a coffee date to go talk and, and I didn't solve his problems. Like I, I for sure didn't solve his problems. Right. Um, but what I did do was make myself available to him and love makes itself available. And that, yeah. and that, you know, like, yeah, you want, you want to love each other. Well, yeah. Um, be honest with each other at church. Right. And then let that bleed into your week and make yeah. yourself available. Like, and that was it. Like that was, that was it. Like, yeah. So, you know, and that is very important because I mean, a lot of people will even go, okay, I'm, I'm going to, when I'm going to be like, yeah, Hey, how you doing? Oh, you're doing bad. Hey, we should get coffee sometime. Yeah. And then it ends there. We set the appointment in the parking lot. Exactly. And that's the most, that's the important, that's the follow. That's the very next step is like, and, and I'm going to tell yeah. you too, it's going to be foreign to people. Like for like, mm. like the first person is like, ah, oh, you know, things could be better. The first time that you say, well, tell me what's going on. They're going to yeah. be like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> nope. Why? Nope. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but, but they want, they want someone to know. Yeah. They want someone to, to hear. Um, and then when you're like, cause even I was just like, let's set an appointment now. He's like, well, I gotta, I was like, dude, come on. You got your phone in your pocket. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know what your schedule is. Yeah. Let's set an appointment right now. And we did yeah. like, so they're going to kind of brush it, try and like, no, 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 it's okay. Mm -hmm. But like, no man, like it's not okay. Like what's yeah. okay is, is that I'm here for you. So, well, and, and you know, the <laughs> thing is that, the amazing worship is going to be there again next week. Right. I mean, even now nope. with live stream, if you if you miss that first song, you can watch it on Monday. I like, promise you can <laughs> Google any song that they're going to play on church on Sunday morning and listen yeah. to it live yeah. on YouTube. Absolutely, and and yeah. and worship just the same. Exactly. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, I take that back. I don't want to belittle the uh, the 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 joy and celebration that comes from gathering oh, and yeah, worshiping absolutely. with other people. There is a, there's something to that. Um, oh, yeah, but not, not more important than the person that needs you. That's standing right next to you. Yeah. As I, you know, and that's so, the thing is I, if, if you had the chance to intervene in that person's life and go, you know, Hey, I'm going to take that first half of that song. And I know I'm missing it. I can hear it in the background, but Hey, we're going to set up a coffee date that may end up changing their lives forever where they'll end right. up, having community with you and that right. sort of thing. And so, yep. um, so, I mean, like, give me a final, final thought tell me how, how do we wrap up this invitation? What's the big, what's the big point? Of, I think I would say I'm, I'm right now yeah. engaged in a small group of people that are learning this. Mm. So, while I've gotten to experience some of this on a microcosm mm -hmm. on a very, like on a small scale, which, and I'm going to say this and I'm not trying to make anybody mad. <laughs> college isn't real life. Right. Like young adulthood is, is, is real life, but it's very different when you have soccer practice and ballet and spouses. bills and spouses. And like, it's just very different. Yeah. And I had way more time when I was a single dad to play ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Like I just did. Yeah. I, I have less time now. Yeah. Um, so I have to be more particular, but, but right now I'm getting to live out with a small group of people, what I've thought in theory for a long time, for seven years, um, based on what I learned in that young adult group. And, and since then, um, and it's amazing. So I'm still learning. Like, so I would say that the wrap up to this invitation is, I would love, like, this isn't me having it figured out. This is me working through theory while I'm practicing that theory. And um, I go back and read some of the stuff I'm written and I'm like, oh, I wish I'd have said that different. Or, oh man, that's good. I forgot mm. about that. Like, I need to remember that for these people that I'm with. Yeah. So I think that the wrap up for the invitation is, and I say it at the end, join me. Like, like yeah. join me in this journey of discovering healthy gospel centered community yeah. um, that, that loves well and invites people into a kingdom that loves well. Um, 
and and I want to know, like, I want to know, like the reason it's free on, I, I just want people to read, like, I'd love to recoup the few thousand dollars that it costs to self publish. Sure. Um, but I don't care as much as I care about people reading this and then being like, yeah, but what about this Bruce? Mm. Or, Hey, that was really good. And we're doing this and it's working, but this didn't work for us. Um, or, Hey Bruce, where are you at with this? Like, how's this working for you? Like I would, I, I want those conversations. Yeah. Um, because I care about that and I'm inviting people to join me in that conversation because I want mm. that discussion. So, and this is a great platform <clears throat> here is that, I mean, we've got two other sides of this table. We've right. got some more folding chairs available. All it's right. like, this is an opportunity for- I got an extra mic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we, this is an opportunity <laughs> for um, anyone who's listening to be able to say, you know what, I do have a question about this. I don't understand this, or this sounds good, but how do I do this? And, um, and that is uh, what we wanna invite everyone listening and watching. Right. To do and and next time we're going to be going over part one which is what is love right. which I, when i read that i was like think of the song what is love? that's the very yeah. first the, yep. the hathaway's 1993 hit that's it man and bang bang <laughs> yes, what is yeah. love? that's Maybe right love. Yeah. yeah um and uh you know that's the big question and everyone else is what and, is love? and just to be clear like yeah. next episode's actually god is love god is love but the leading is yeah. The, the first, so the book's broken down into three parts. Part one is what is love yeah. and it chapters one, two, and three. Um, and it talks about, um, I, I guess this is probably important. It talks about yeah. uh, God is love, um, the old covenant cycle and he loved us first, mm. like what that means. And then the second part of the book is why we love, mm. nope, sorry, who we love, yeah. um, and introduces the new command. Yep. Um, and the greatest command to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah. Um, and then the second command, which is love your neighbor as yourself. And then part three is, uh, why we love mm-hmm. and, um, and it addresses, um, I forgot my chapters. <laughs> That's right. We have, uh, um, it addresses, um, Chapter seven to spur each other on. So it addresses Christian community. It addresses disciple making. And then it addresses um, uh, evangelism, going out and mm. um, offering mercy to people and inviting people in. Uh, and then it wraps up with God, Jesus' invitation, like looking for love and finding others. Um, so, cool. or finding love, sorry, finding love and looking for others. So the, the my invitation was looking for love and finding Jesus. Um, mm. The His invitation is, finding love and looking for others to come in. So. And this, there's some real practicality that comes from this. And I've, I'm really looking forward to, to breaking that down. Um, and so, yeah, you definitely are not going to want to miss out on the next episode um, as we continue through Bruce's book, Three Commands. Um, and we just want to thank you for listening and thank you for joining us. That's our show today. Um, you can connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram. We also have our website, thefoldinchairtheology.com. Right. And make sure you do check out Bruce's website, Three Books, uh, Three Commands, three book. commands book.com. Right. And uh, we would love to hear from what you think about the podcast, what questions you have about what we're discussing, and we'll definitely be answering as we go along. And uh, and that's that's our that's our plan. That's the next thing. Uh, Bruce, any parting words? Um, no, I don't think I'm I'm really excited about how this is gonna how this is gonna go. Um, I, we at least have nine nine weeks, <laughs> nine more weeks. Yeah, nine least. more weeks, or however long it takes. <laughs> yeah, however yeah, long yeah. we do it. But uh, yeah, we and you can definitely find this podcast on many different platforms. Yep. I, 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 I downloaded it on my Wherever Apple phone. Yep. Yeah, it was great. Boom, right there. Um, and so we uh, we do thank you for listening. And, and go 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 on yeah. those platforms and and rate it. And like we yeah. love like that only helps like put us up if That's people right. are rating it on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. And so yeah, and and that helps uh, helps us to understand. Well, how people think about it. So, yep. um, all right. Till next week, we'll be back. And thank you so much for listening to Full Chair Theology here with Justin Mercier and Briz Pagano. See you later. Thank you for listening to Full Chair Theology. You can follow Bruce on multiple social media platforms at bpags2, as well as Justin Mercier on Instagram at Justin Mercier13. 
Additionally, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Folding Chair Theology. Until then, keep unfolding God's word each and every day. Thank you.